What it do, baby? Yeah, you already know. What it do, baby? What it do, Clipper Nation? Welcome back to Shoot the Trey. I am, of course, your host, Trey Gamble, and we are back with, yet again, another episode of the pod. Today, we are going to be breaking down the Clippers' 135-129 to win over the Grizzlies. But without uh, further without further ado, before we get into that, make sure you guys do follow me on Twitter at TreyLAC underscore. That would really, really be appreciated. We recently hit 1K followers on Twitter. I'm not sure if I ever mentioned that, but I really appreciate that. I think we're almost at 1,300, which is fucking insane. Um, I really do appreciate all the support, all the love, all the interactions from you guys. You guys are awesome. But man, I apologize again. I'm sorry. I'm sure you guys are really, really annoyed with me saying that. I just have been finding it so hard to find the energy to talk about this abomination of a season. This team has just really, really let me down all fucking season. I'm sure you guys share the same sentiments as I do um, in terms of, you know, how we're feeling at this point. But man, it's just been so hard. But um here I am making a podcast. We're going to break it all down. We're going to talk about it. Um, and yeah, let's get on into it. Um, before the game, Ty Lu didn't want to uh, reveal the starting lineup. And that really got me thinking that, hey, maybe there's a new change. It's got to be Marcus Morris coming out. And uh, boy, were we tricked. Um, Ty Lu at this point, keeping everything a secret. Um, he was coaching for his job tonight. And I do want to say I don't think he did a good job. Um, he still played, you know, the same terrible rotations. Um, we're going to get into that. Um, the Grizzlies were without John Morant, who I kind of want to talk a little bit about John Morant real quick. Um, without John Morant, uh, Brandon Clark, unfortunately towards Achilles, I believe, um, uh, prayers to him. I really do like watching him play. He's a really, really fun guy to watch. Um, so prayers up to him. Steven Adams has been out since the whole Shannon Sharp incident. Um, um, Jake Laravia not, uh, not playing. And I don't know who Vince Williams Jr. is, so shout out to them. Um, the Clippers were without uh, Norman Powell tonight and all the G League guys. Um, so, yeah, uh, John Morant, man, um, I used to have so much respect for him. I really, really love his. He has a great story. Um, you know, obviously was fun as hell to watch him race. And he's a fun NBA player to watch. I haven't had the luxury to watch him in person yet, but with the way he's been acting, um recently with like all the gang banging and stuff dude i've really lost so much respect for him because man he's if you really want to put it into perspective he made it out of the hood but if he's if he's gang banging in with his friends whatever i don't care but he made it out of that he's making generational wealth for his family and so much of that is going to get taken away if he continues to act like this um so many people you know around the world there's millions of people that you know are in their hood or whatever they're gangbanging doing whatever you know up to no good so many of those guys those kids would kill to be in his spot that would kill to uh be in john moran's position and it just sucks that you know he doesn't realize that and i hope he gets the help that he needs because he really needs a lot of it um it's really unfortunate that he's in a situation like this but he did it to himself man Going on IG Live at 3 a.m., recording yourself, you know, with a gun, it's it's unbelievably stupid, and um, yeah, I'm glad the Grizzlies are punishing him, I'm glad he's, you know, dealing with consequences, because he doesn't, he, that's what he deserves, man, like, there's been far too many incidents this season, specifically where he's he gotten himself in trouble that he could have avoided, like, beating up a 17-year-old kid, pointing a gun at 
you know, I think it was Pacer staff. I don't even remember where it was, but pointing a gun with like a red laser or whatever. Like, dude, like, come on, bro. Like, it's, it's just so, it's so unfortunate to see, you know, a young star, you know, do stupid shit like this. But I mean, he brought it upon himself, so I don't feel bad at all. Um, that, that's just my take on it. That it, it's just stupid. I'm sure you got some. Most of you guys will share the same, you know, feelings as I do on that. But um, he's not a part of my team, so um, enough of that. Let's get into this game. Uh, where the Grizzlies started David Roddy, who I thought was pretty good tonight. I'm not going to lie. I've never heard of the guy. Um, Jaron Jackson Jr. Um, somehow was an all-star this year. Um, I don't watch the Grizzlies. I'm not going to lie. But I just didn't, I don't really agree with him being an all-star. Luke Kennard, of course, making his return tonight. And he absolutely lit the Clippers up. I'm so fucking happy that he did so. Uh, he was 5 of 5 from 3. Um, and it was so funny to me, bro, because the Clippers didn't really punish Luke and defense uh, on the defensive side of the ball that I like I thought they would um if there's any team that knows of Luke Kennard's defensive woes it's the kid should be the Clippers but they decided no we're just not going to put him in any actions um you know which no not surprising at all uh due to how bad the Clippers have been coached this year um from top to down um, Paul George tonight was unbelievable. This was the most aggressive I've ever seen him in a long time, in a long time. If you guys don't know, Paul George has been my favorite player for such a long time now, and it's been really hard to defend him um, recently. And this performance last night was the meanest I've seen him. He was fucking screaming and one, headbutting the ball, getting delay of game warnings. He was all over the place, both sides of the ball too. Paul George's defense this season has fallen off of a cliff, in my honest opinion. He has been nowhere near as elite defensively as he's been in past years. But last night really put hope in me that, you know, that tier one defender is still in him. He was uh, getting deflections, uh, fighting over screens very, very well. Uh, Paul George just played a great game last night. He shot the ball 23 times, 23 times, led the team in field goal percentage, field goal attempts. Thank the Lord, man. He finally, finally took over 20 shots. And I think, I want to say that's like the second time since the All-Star break he's taken over 20 shots. Um, That's just off the top of my head. Don't quote me on that. That could be completely wrong. But I know he hasn't taken 20 shots in a very long time um, in a game. Uh, let me actually look. I'm going to I'm gonna fact check that. Uh, I'm going to fact check, my, check, check myself right now. Um... Let me see here. Paul George game log. Um, since the All Star break, yeah, he's only taken twenty shots, uh, twice, uh, since the All Star break. Um, twenty three times last night, and he shot twenty one times against, uh, the Timberwolves, and he unironically had twenty five in that Timberwolves game. Of course, they lost. Um, and they had he had forty two last night. Um best Paul George game since maybe that Kings game at the beginning of the year. Honestly, to me, that was Paul George's best game of the season. Just in terms of an aggression standpoint, uh, he shot four or nine from deep. Uh, that's fantastic. Uh, I wish he would have shot more threes. 15 free throw attempts. That just shows you how aggressive he was. Him and Kawhi both. 13 free throw attempts for Kawhi, 15 for Paul George. They shot a combined 27 of 28 from the foul line and that's that's huge that's huge that's your those are your superstars getting it done at the line clipper shot from the line 35 times um terrence mann only played 18 minutes unfortunately 
Uh, Eric Gordon had his best game as a Clipper, in my opinion. Um, he shot those deep balls. He shoots, man. He shoots from thirty feet, um, and out. And he shot really efficiently tonight, six to seven, uh, for uh seventeen points for EG. Um, thought he was fine defensively. Not too many blowbys. Um, he was really competent on that end. I thought. Uh, Mason Plumley. Um, uh, I've kind of. I'm not even gonna lie to you, bro. I've kind of soured on Plum. Um, he had 15 and nine tonight, but just, he thinks he's Jokic. Um, I mean, he played with him for a little bit, but he wants to be Jokic so bad. And I think that's the most annoying thing. If he was just, if he would stop bringing up the ball and doing all these fancy drill moves, I would love the guy. But I mean, he played, he played decent, I guess. I mean, 15 and nine, but it doesn't really tell the story. Um, a center should not be turning the ball over like him. Um, two turnovers. Uh, I, I, he, he just should not be turning the ball over like that. Um, and it was a lot of it. It's dribbling. Like I remember, he went behind the back and he spun, and then he lost the ball. I don't remember the other turnover, but his some of his decision making is questionable at best. Um, but uh, you know, Plumley, I've kind of, I've kind of soured on him a little bit. I don't hate him, but I've definitely, you know, didn't. I don't like him as much as I did when we uh first acquired him because I just his he just thinks he's Jokic. He thinks he's a point guard, and that really frustrates me. Um, you know, when he tries to bring the ball up in transition and he loses it, you know, I just don't really mess with that. Um, Big Zoo tonight, unfortunately, uh, I don't know how hurt he's playing. Um, I hope he's not hurting too bad. He only played 17 minutes tonight. Obviously, uh, that would have been ramped up if he was healthy. Um, he didn't really look like himself in that first quarter. Um, he had some nice defensive plays in that second half, I thought, on Jaron Jackson. But, um, overall, didn't really look like himself. I hope he's not playing injured. Um, and if he is playing injured with a hurt calf, I would really pump the brakes on that. I do not like that at all, especially for how big he is. Um, uh, Achilles injury could be, you know, possible if he, you know, keeps playing on that. I, I don't, I don't like it, but with this point of the season, man, with how bad things have been going, like you, like playing Plumley as your starting center with how bad defensively he is, is, a recipe for disaster. I mean, the Clippers literally gave up 176 points with Mason Plumley as their starting center, and the next night gave up like 130 something um, to I don't remember who it was, but our, the Kings scored 176 points uh, with Mason Plumley starting. So not a good sign at all. Um, if you can keep Zubats out there, if he's healthy enough, um, obviously play him. But I mean, if he's in pain, dude, you gotta you gotta pull the plug on him. Um, I mean, I wouldn't even mind shutting down anyone due to injury this season. I mean, obviously the Clippers aren't winning a championship this year. Uh, they'd be lucky to make it out of the play-in. Um, if they do that, I they're probably out of here in the first round. Um, I do hope we get that Lakers-Clippers playing game. Um, we've been robbed of the Battle of LA experience, um, unfortunately. So I would love to see that. Uh, Russell Westbrook had his worst game as a Clipper, I thought. Uh, he had the and one in the fourth on uh, Desmond Bain. That was about it. Um, four turnovers for Russ. He played 34 minutes. He played the entire fourth, I believe. Let me actually quarter four. Let's look at these quarter four minutes. I actually wanted to talk about that. Russell Westbrook was one of two Clippers that played the entire fourth quarter. Actually, if you want to round Marcus Morris's minutes up, uh, he did play the entire fourth as well. He played 11 minutes, 27 seconds in that fourth. Um, Terrence Mann played four minutes and 52 seconds. And that's what, that's what an issue is with this win. This win, this is probably a really bad win for the Clippers. I, it's a great win, but it's also a bad win, and let me explain why. This win could be used in Ty Lue's favor to justify his awful rotations tonight. Um, 
Marcus played the entire fourth. Russ played the entire fourth. Eric Gordon, I don't mind playing the entire fourth. He had a great game. But Russ playing the entire fourth is a bad sign. And obviously, Marcus Morris is a cone defensively. And he's he hasn't given you anything on offense um, in the year 2023. Um, and that even dates back to, like, December, dude. Like, he's been really bad for a long time now. And this win is worst-case scenario because... Ty Lucas say, hey, we won with these guys on the floor. Marcus was on the floor when we came back. Um, he obviously hit those two shots. I, I, it's objectively hilarious that Ty Lu pointed out that out of everything that happened last night, he pointed out that Marcus Morris hit two big shots at the beginning of the fourth to keep the Clippers in it. Like, the meat riding is fucking crazy, bro. Like, I, I genuinely, I don't get it with this guy. Um, I've just, oh my god, bro. Like, Ty Lue would have been fired. We, I would be making a pot right now about Ty Lue's firing and celebrating, probably, if the Clippers lost that game last night. If uh, Kawhi and PG didn't go fucking supernova uh, last night. They both went 4-5 or five in that fourth quarter. Um, Kawhi had 15 in that fourth. Paul with 10 in that fourth. 25 combined from 2-1-3 in that fourth is crazy. Um, and in routes to 38 points scored in that fourth. 2-1-3 uh, had 25 of them, which is crazy. Um, I mean, Terrence Mann played 18 minutes last night. Um, obviously not good. Um, uh, Russell Westbrook played, how many, Russell Westbrook played 35 minutes. Uh, let's go all periods here. Um, uh, Marcus played 25 minutes. Um, no good. Um, Kawhi has been absolutely unbelievable. Um, his last like 30 something games, dude, he's been unfucking believable. Um, I already touched on Zoo. Paul George, best game of the season, in my opinion. In terms of an aggression standpoint, just rewatch the highlights, man. You just see how his demeanor, he was mean mugging fucking everybody, just being so aggressive, getting to the basket. I don't know what got into him last night, but it, this is the Paul George we're going to need if we want to do something in this. With as bleak as everything looks right now, if we want, we have Kawhi Leonard. We don't have anything to worry about with him. He is him. Kawhi is like that. But if Paul George is this aggressive and at this level, Come playoff time, we might have action. But this also means that Ty Lue has to wake the fuck up and realize that Marcus Morris playing 25-plus minutes isn't going to work. And he's got he's to gotta know when to pull the plug on Russ. Those are the two biggest things. Terrence Mann needs to ramp up in minutes. Um, and It's really that simple. Uh, Robert Covington, a DMP. And if there was any night that where I thought Roko was going to play after how he played in Sacramento, it would have been tonight. Um, I was kind of, I was just, I was distraught Robert Covington didn't get any minutes tonight. But then at the end of the day, I realized it's Ty Lue we're talking about. He doesn't trust Rocco, obviously. Um, and it sucks. It really sucks. But what are you going to do? Let's move on to the, the Grizzlies. Let's talk about the Grizzlies a little bit. Tyus Jones played a great floor game, 25 and 12. I really like Tyus Jones, man. He's just been, he's just so stable. He's so, excuse me. He's just so he's so good in his role that backup backup point guard. He's one of the best backup point guards in the league. He's in, he's definitely up there for one of the the best backup point guards in the league. Um, this is the guy. This is the type of guy the Clippers would have needed. Um, you know, obviously he's not. Um, you know, he's not up for grabs or anything. Desmond Bain had thirty. Um, I, he dude, his shoulders are fucking huge, bro. I'm not even gonna lie, he's huge. Um, Luke Kennard five of seven. 5-5 five, five from deep for the Grizz. Um, it's cool to see him get a little tribute video. I didn't see it posted on the Clippers' official Twitter or Instagram, so that kind of sucked, but I saw it on Twitter. 
Um, I can't remember who posted it, but shout out to you, whoever you are, for posting that. Uh, pretty dope. But I think that's going to about do it, man. The Clippers were down 16 at one point, I believe. What was the biggest lead of the game for the Grizz? Um, fuck, where is it at? Um, Tyus Jones had 20 in the third. God damn, bro. That's crazy. What was the biggest lead for the Grizzlies? I want to say it was like 16 or something. I can't find it for some reason. Is it not on? Okay, here we go. Biggest lead, 16. Yep. Clippers were up 11 at one point. Um, The Grizzlies were up 16. That third quarter was the most dreadful quarter ever. It really felt like the era was over, man. Like, right before... I felt like... I literally felt like the 2-1-3 book was closing right before my eyes. That's how I was feeling that entire third quarter as Tyus Jones continued to kill us. Like, it really felt like it was over at that point. It really felt like that night Ty Lue was going to get fired. The energy in the arena, you could just tell, was just shot. Like, it was so crazy to see that third quarter. And then Ty Lue... Uh, could have gotten fired last night. It was so crazy to me, dude. I I could not tell you what I was feeling. I was I was literally laughing, bro. I was filming Marcus Morris getting blown by. That tweet did numbers for some reason. It was pretty funny, but um, yeah, man. Um, Kawhi and PG took over in that fourth. Kawhi especially. Um, let me see. Look at me. How much did Paul score in the third uh, quarter? Three. Paul had thirteen in that third. Paul was crazy in that third. Paul George in that third quarter, Kawhi in the fourth quarter, man. Um, and that's what brought us back. Um, that's what got us that win, 2-1-3. Going Supernova, playing 3-on-5. <laughs> them two and EG felt like was playing 3-on-5 in that fucking fourth, dude, with Russ and uh, Marcus Morris just kind of tagging along for the ride. And then I saw a report from Law Murray after the game where I he, he tweeted like Marcus Morris wanted to point out his plus-minus. Marcus Morris was a plus-12, I think. Yeah, Marcus was a plus 12, um, second highest on the team behind Eric Gordon. But you got to think, man, Marcus Morris in that fourth quarter uh, played alongside Kawhi and PG, who were just absolutely taking over in that game. So that's where that's why plus minus is such a flawed stat sometimes. I kind of have gone away from it when I talk on the pod here, or I'm going to start getting away from it be, just because... For instances like tonight where you watch the game and you know Marcus Morris has given you jack shit out there and he he tries to pull out his plus minus he was a plus 12 in a game where he probably played the entire game next to Kawhi and pg especially that fourth quarter let's look at quarter one plus minus marcus morris minus seven um uh worst on the team um in that first quarter uh second quarter marcus morris was a plus two uh let's first half plus minus Marcus Morris is a minus five in that first half. Um, worst on the team. Worst on the team. First half plus minus. And then second half plus minus, he was a plus 17, um, which was the best on the team um, because he played alongside uh, Kawhi and Paul George uh, when they went ballistic. So, um, yeah. Well, he sat out most of that third quarter. How much did he play in that third quarter? Quarter three. Marcus Morris played two minutes in that third and if he would have set foot on that court in that third, that plus minus would have been way different. Way different. If he would have been sharing the court with Kawhi and PG in that third quarter, Kawhi minus 21, Paul George minus 19, Marcus would have had a similar plus minus um, to them in that quarter, obviously. But 
Uh, he played in that fourth quarter. He played most of the game in, in that fourth. More, uh, he played 11 and a half minutes out of the uh, 12 possible in that fourth. And that's when the Clippers went on a run because of 2-1-3. Um, that's why his plus minus is so good. So no credit to Marcus Morris for being that high in the plus minus column other than the fact that he hit 1-3 and 1 mid-range jumper in that fourth. And he grabbed a whopping one rebound in 25 minutes. So shout out to him, man. Great job, Marcus. Great job, bro. That's going to about do it for me, guys. I really do appreciate the follow, uh, the follows, the love on Twitter and everything. Um, the Clippers uh, somehow managed to win despite giving up 51 points in the third. Um, that was uh, that was incredible. That was an incredible game. Um, you know, the energy in the arena in that fourth quarter was crazy um, from what I was hearing. So big shout out to you guys that were in attendance in that game. Um, so yeah, that's going to about do it for me. Shout out to the Clippers for winning that game. Shout out to two, one, three more specifically. Uh, we are back again. I think the Clippers have two days off. Let me look to see the schedule here. We're back against the Raptors at home on Wednesday. So we'll see if we get a pod in after that game. So thank you guys again for tuning in and I'll see you guys in the next one. Peace.